Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. about callousing your mind and getting the most out of your body that you possibly can and I think you you are only using about 40% of your body most of the time. From the team at Men's Health Australia, you're listening to Strength Sessions, a podcast that goes beyond the definition of strength. I'm Scott Henderson. And I'm Lincoln Lewis. And on the show today, we're joined by one half of the fellas behind Sip Coffee, Dylan Garft. Dylan was born and raised in Byron Bay and grew up going to protests. This formed his strong beliefs about sustainability and led to his business model for SIP, a business he formed with best mate Luke Zocchi that has turned regular coffee on its head. Now Dylan's a dad, an ultra-athlete, an environmentalist, and right now he joins us to have a yarn. Dylan, mate, welcome to welcome the show. Welcome, champion. Thanks, guys. Good to have you, buddy. Yeah, it's good. It's giving me a lot of fun. I'm stoked to be here. So, Dylan, mate, I kind of um, I ran out of ink writing your intro because entrepreneur, ultra marathon man, dad, vegan. Mate, do you want to take it from the top? Who is Dylan Garth? Oh, that's it. Well, I don't know. Who is Dylan Garth? There's a lot to me at the moment. <laughs> Asleep, sleep deprived. Sleep deprived, wife, yeah. To be honest, I've got a sick two-year-old, so <laughs> that's probably the number one thing at the moment. I don't know. There's there's a lot of things to me and there's a lot of lot of pieces to the puzzle of Dylan Garth. Obviously, you mentioned a couple of them. Entrepreneurs, I'm a co-founder of Sip Instant, instant eco-friendly uh, coffee. And then, yeah, I've just started with Hendo running ultra marathon. So pretty much every ultra or every ultra I've actually run, Hendo's run it with me, reluctantly saying yes to every that single one. That is true. One. I cannot say no to to the to the gaft. <laughs> <laughs> now just just to sort of when you guys are saying the ultra marathons you guys are doing now, it always it, it sounds hard and I, and when you guys actually say how far you run when you're training now this like i get tired if i think i have to drive that distance right <laughs> you guys run around the byron bay lighthouse how many times so we've we hendo and i started this thing called the byron ultra essentially and it came up with a it came together with a bit of a brainchild idea between hendo and myself as we were training for another uh ultra event the red bull defiance <laughs> and we're like wonder if we could do a marathon around here and so it's 3.6 Ks one lap, but I think there's around 110 meters of elevation every lap. So there's a lot of elevation. There's a lot of stairs. And yeah, we, it started off as a marathon. So it was 12 laps. And then another friend of ours who did it with us, he is this absolute savvy. He ran a, he did a 50K ultra yesterday and ran it. In, is this Brett? Yeah, under no. five hours. So it's his <laughs> fault that we did, that we upped it. So we upped it to 15 laps, which so is... Brett, yeah, Brett goes... Jesus. I well, thought it was your fault. No, I'm gonna. Well, I just, I'm like you. I just have to say yes when yeah. someone puts a challenge in front of me. So I was like, all right, let's do 15. So it's 15 laps to the Byron Lighthouse, which is 55 k's and around 2,000 meters in elevation, and it was what? absolute brutality all day long. Yeah, I, I, I have to put my hand up and say it was the hardest like run event thing that I've ever done. It was just the recovery yeah. after my body shut down. I was sick for two weeks afterwards. Wow. Yeah. yeah, you put a lot into it. So taking a step back though, so it's been a huge year for you because, and we'll get to the business side soon, but 
the training, so you weren't a runner 12 months ago, correct? No, I wasn't. So to be honest, I saw Hendo do a post. And I was like, oh, what is this? What's this cool event he's doing? There's this really cool video cut together of running through, you know, rainforests and on beaches and up in tropical North Queensland. I was like, wow, this looks really cool. And I, you know, I'd, I'd kind of started to play around with the idea of challenging myself. Like, how can I physically challenge myself? What's What's my limits? Where can I take this? I'd never done anything, but I wanted to. And so I just DM, I DM'd Hendo and said, mate, what's this race about? What is this? I want to know more about it. And he's like, look, and we started talking. Next thing I know, I'm entered into the race with my brother. <laughs> it's a team event. And I just had to start training. And then next thing I know, it's it's just taken over my life. And, and people just keep putting these challenges in front of us. And we keep saying yes to them. Yeah. <laughs> Can't say no, man. Every time someone gives you something to push your body to the limit, you yeah. just take that as a new challenge to do that. Yeah, exactly. Yep. And so, so that that also wasn't the only change you made last year. You also turned vegan, correct? You know more about me than me. Maybe I did my research. <laughs> I did. So at the start of 2019, a good friend of mine, Ben Gordon, who actually ran the Red Bull race with Hendo, him and myself were vegetarian. We, we, turned, we started talking about it and we went vego probably about five years together, five years ago together. And then January 1, 2019, uh, he sends me a text. And look, I'm going to be honest, I was pretty hungover and feeling sorry for myself on the 1st of <laughs> Jan, 2019. A few too many kombuchas. Yeah, a couple yep. of kombuchas. <laughs> <laughs> he sent me a text saying, look, let's go, let's go plant-based for January. And um, I said, done, deal, let's do it. And I'll, eat, I'll also give up alcohol for that month as well. Because I was feeling so hungover. <laughs> <laughs> we all have that like never again. You wake up and you're like, oh, never again. Never again. You actually took that. Well, I got to, I think I got to around Jan 20th for the alcohol, but. <laughs> good call. <laughs> that was good for that me. Solid. <laughs> I do like a beer every now and then. But plant-based veganism has stuck around. And um, yeah, so it's been, a, it's been a big year and it's been a fantastic, it was a good, it was a good transition from, you know, going plant-based and, and and taking up ultra running and endurance racing. And, and how did you find like when you went plant-based, how did that kind of affect your body and change? I guess, obviously you're a beast of an athlete right now, but you know, did, do you feel better absolute from the yeah, absolute beast? <laughs> Sorry, I forgot the yeah, absolute. Yeah. It's in the contract, mate. Come yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> did you feel the changes in your body when you went vegan or were you just that hungover that anything would have helped? <laughs> yeah. At the first day, nothing, nothing really helped. After that, yeah, definitely did. And I guess it wasn't a massive transition for me because I was vegetarian. So it was really yeah. just cutting out dairy uh, a lot of, and eggs. So it wasn't like I was eating these big, heavy, meaty, you know, steak and veg and stuff like that beforehand. But it definitely just cleansed my body. And uh, yeah, my recovery is, is really fantastic when it comes to, you know, when I'm doing these long distance training sessions and coming back the next day, I'm starting to feel better and better. So it was a bit of a yes and a bit of a, I kind of was, being a vego wasn't this massive like stopping eating meat, red meat and, you know, yeah. fish. And well, I think um, when we were training for Red Bull, you know, um, Dill and I were doing some training together, running around the Byron Lighthouse, but I went uh, vegan for a month before Red Bull, which was quite risky given the size how of the you, event. How did you feel? So good. And so, and what you just said about the recovery, that was what I noticed was yep. backing up. You know, we, I, we said we did the Byron Ultra and it made me sick for two weeks. That absolutely destroyed me. I was definitely back on the cow during that period. Yeah, okay. Um, back on the cow juice. And may <laughs> I, like just the inflammation, all the joints in my body, everything just said, no, nah, I'm checking out. But after Defiance, that was a two-day race. Mm. And then I was back in the office the next day and, good you know, 
you know, yeah. I, I walked a little bit funny, but that was from the chafe, not from being sore, yeah. you know. Right. <laughs> and it was and it was because of Dylan's influence. Like I said, I've fallen off the wagon um, Look, into a beautiful um, bed of milky goodness. Yeah. But, <laughs> but that's that's what I was wondering, mate, is how when when you actually started uh you know, becoming vegan, how did you go energy levels wise? Were you, you know, making that transition? Do you feel lethargic at all? No, I mean, I never, I've never felt that kind of the depletion in energy levels. I've, I, I don't really track, I'm not this, you know, fastidious like tracking what I eat and macros and, and making sure I get the right amount of protein and the right carbs and fats and all that. I'm, I'm not at that level where I have time to be bothered to, to do it. It's hard, you know, running a business, having a small family, the two-year-old, she's two now, trying to train. I'm just It's just not for me. So but I just feel fine. I've, I haven't seen any issues, but it's not for everybody either. I'm not, I'm not here to say everyone needs to go vegan or plant-based. Mm-hmm. For me, it's okay. For some people, it's not. My and body is, type says Is the to, driving to force the health or is it environmentalism it's, or a combination of both? To be honest, it's a, it's a good question and it's it's one I've had chats with a few people. I've had had this chat about with Zoc. I've had it with, with Simon from Plant Proof because it seems like there's three reasons people go vegan or plant-based. It's one or the, in, in, in any varying kind of way, but it's sustainability and and the environment it's animal welfare and you know the ethical practice of how animals are treated and then your own personal health and for me i'd say number one and two like very close the environment and um, the way we treat animals and then thirdly Mm -hmm. is is my health but uh, for me it's a it's it's just a bonus yeah so i guess on the environmentalism that's kind of core to everything you do so you know obviously your diet it is kind of uh, driven by that kind of factor. When yeah. you run, every time Dylan do, does a run, just for those listening, it's to benefit uh, an environmental charity or ways, raise awareness for an organisation like Wise or Wild Ark. And even your business, so getting onto SIP, it's a fully sustainable brand, plant-based, yep. and proportion of your sales go to Wild Ark as well. Correct, yeah, yeah, correct. So the Byron Ultra that we ran, we raised $10,000 for Wires. And then this, this 65K run we're about to do is for the Bob Brown Foundation in Tasmania, yeah. the, logging, the logging of um, the Tarkine Rainforest, which is one of the most pristine old-growth rainforests in the world. It's actually close to where they measure the air quality for the whole globe. So if you've got like a bad you know smoggy day in in la so it's like setting where where that place sets sets the standard yeah and they're going to be logging right there right for me it holds a close spot in my heart and i don't know it's just one of those things that i just feel like not everyone but i I feel like i can try and make a difference and and it started a a fair few years ago when i went vegetarian and i set me off on this little path of sustainability obviously come from um I grew up in Byron. My mum's my mum's a hippie. Well, she's not anymore, but she's you know she's that kind of grassroots. You know, loves the ocean, loves the planet. She you know protests. I, I went to protest when I was when I was a kid. I can't imagine your mum protesting. She's so nice. Yeah, she is. She <laughs> She'd be the nicest protester in the history of the world. <laughs> please stop. Please stop. Um, so yeah, it's just this this pat. I, I guess it's ingrained in me from the way my mum brought me up. But then I've I've kind of, I've come to a realization that it's also within myself. So. Which I love that, you know, you're like as an individual, you're taking charge and saying this is going to be my impact on the world and this is how I choose to make that. And it's it's great because so many times you hear people go, all right, well, I'm one person. What do you expect me to do? All that kind of stuff. But you times that by 6 billion people, 6 billion 100%. people saying the exact same thing yep. going, oh, well, what can I do? Who cares if I just do this? Yep. Whereas if you have even a small portion of that making an individual change collectively, that makes a massive change. And to take it back to SIP Instant, 
what you and Zoc were telling me when I first met you guys and you guys were telling me about the company and, and the ethics and the brand and everything. And then you said, even our packaging, we've, we've put a lot of work even into the packaging of yep. what, what we put our coffee into and it's biodegradable packaging. Correct. So everything from the ground up is sustainable and eco-friendly. Yeah, that's what we wanted to do when we started the company. Obviously, Zoc comes from a health background. So we, we sat down and we're like, how can we make this product a, you know, different from everything that's out there? Obviously, we started thinking of ways we can make it extra healthy and, and, and convenient for people. Zoc's on the road a lot. So how can he have a product that's on the road that's keeping him healthy and not just having a coffee? But then how do we how do we make the product so it's not having any impact on the planet? So our packaging is 100% certified home compostable. So it's we're plastic free. We ship out in, in um, recycled boxes. And, and the, if there's a box that, you know, someone places an order and, and there's a bit of air space in the way, we literally rip up the, the local Echo, which is the Byron newspaper, and, <laughs> and people get little little clips from, from Byron. Oh, that's it's, sick. It's, it's unreal. <laughs> that's awesome. It's unreal what you guys have done because selfishly, environmentalism and health are kind of two of my passions. And you guys have managed to, I guess, or you yourself yeah. as well, just in even your, um, your hobbies have kind of com- combined the two, which is really impressive. Is... You know, I guess in your opinion, how how intertwined are the two? Yeah, well, it's it's it, it's what drives you. I think it's what you you know you get up in the morning for, and so it's 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 quite easy to 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 blend that stuff together. And plus, I think individually, you're doing your bit to sort of say this is the world I want to bring up my my kid in. A hundred percent. So that, that that's a massive driving factor for me. It's it's hard. It's cliche to say, but having a daughter or, or a kid in general completely changes you, and and it gives you a fire inside that. You didn't know you had. You've got it in you, but you didn't know you have had in you until you, you know, you've seen this small, helpless baby, and then you know that they're going to grow up. And like, what what does the world look like yeah. in twenty years yeah. when when my daughter's 20, 22, 30, You know, when I've got grandkids, what kind of planet are we leaving? Like, so for me, it was it was just like, all right, we've got to do something here. We, you know, we're, we're going down a slippery slope, and how can myself as an individual change, and then with the company that I want to create because I love entrepreneurship, I love startups, I love business, but how can how can we do that in a different way? And and where do you see SIP going? Like what's the goal with SIP? We want to educate people on sustainability but also give great quality products that aren't harming the planet. So, you know, our coffee... Mine's gone, by the way. Are you <laughs> just, you haven't been mate, talking I'm, I'm an addict. <laughs> it's ridiculous how much I go I'm still through. sipping on mine. Nice. <laughs> we, we get a dollar every time we say sip, sip, yeah. sip, 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 sip. <laughs> what were we talking about? I forgot sip. the question. <laughs> where, where do we see sip going oh, in the future? Where do we see sip going? Um, yeah. Look, I don't, I don't know. It's a, it's a, it's an interesting, it's a, it's an interesting time for us. We're still super young, and there's still a lot to do, you know, within the business. We were about to open our first retail space and our, um, and our, our central global HQ in Byron Bay. So we're going to have somewhere that's really cool for people to come check it out, experience it. You know, I'll be working from there, and Zoc will be there occasionally. So when he's not, you know. Signing copies thing. of Men's Health. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. We act, on the way here, we literally got a text going, "Wow, you, you're everywhere in Tasmania." Oh, they're a little yeah. bit behind. <laughs> <laughs> they're a month behind. Wait, New Zealand. New Zealand will get your issue in six months' time. Yeah. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> and hello to all our New Zealand listeners. <laughs> Um, but back to SIP, yeah, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see where it goes. We, there's a lot of things we want to do, but at the core of our business, we want to educate people on sustainability and, and good coffee and how it can be easy and, um, 
It's a tough, uh, yeah. tough line to tread, right? Like you don't want your size to impact the integrity, like the size of the business and the success sure. of the business to impact the integrity of the the, the products, right? A hundred percent. So there's this, as we grow, it's going to be this tricky, tricky line of where do we take the business and making sure we make decisions that aren't impacting the planet, uh, but also the, the bottom dollar as well. Like we're still a business, so we're still going to make money yeah. for it to keep going. And, and that's what allows us to give us our voice to talk to people and, 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 and do stuff like today you know what i mean it's yep. cool it's really cool to be able to sit here with you guys and and chat our sustainability issues just come out with um yes. liam on the cover obviously and um i guess if you could give any tips to our listeners on how to live i guess more more sustainably like you know often it's kind of you get this oh, it's just too hard, you know, one person won't help kind of yep. mentality. Like what, what are kind of, kind of some simple changes that people can make today? Well, I think the, the biggest thing that you can do is just keep it in the forefront of your mind when you're shopping and just in, in, in your old, you know, your everyday life. And that's, I guess, what I has, had started to do is just making sure when I was out and about, it was just in the front of my mind and that that will bring you to choices. So it'll bring you to choices about buying things in plastic. Oh, maybe I don't need that, that you know, that thing that's in plastic. Maybe I can yeah. find it a different way or maybe I should shop locally and, and go down to the local farmer's market and buy my, my groceries. And no one's perfect. I don't shop at the, the farmer's market every week. I wish I could, but I just can't. Yeah. Yeah. You know, sometimes you're busy and you can't and sometimes you end up going to one of the big grocers and you do get something in plastic. But in making it. that change whenever you possibly can. Yeah, making that change. So I think it's all about just being conscious and, and, and in the moment when you are in those situations and then you, you, you're not going to get it perfect every time and don't beat yourself up. I'm not, I'm not a perfect, you know, person that's this yeah. holier than now, you know, vegan environmental activist runner like it's it's all i mean you are which, but you are an ultra god <laughs> and man so just on all those kind of avenues that you explore in your life professional life personal life hobby you know and being a young dad how do you balance that is there a balance does mm. one thing kind of because you know we always kind of say there's there's three things there's your health there's your relationships, which include family, and there's your career. We'll pick two that you want to do well, and the other will will go to the wayside. Yeah. But you kind of seem to have a great balance across all three. Oh, talk to me at five in the morning. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> so I honestly don't. And it's really it is it's, it's really really tricky, and it can be really stressful. There's it's there's days where it, I have shitty days, and um, I feel guilty because I'm not spending enough time with the family because I'm out doing a three hour bloody run, and I'm like running just feeling like shit because I'm like fuck I should Sunday morning I should be should be you know going and doing something with with my daughter Harper and my my partner Lisa so it's it's a tricky it's a tricky thing to do it's 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 stressful I've got a a two-year-old and she is literally the definition of a terrible two at the moment (laughs) she's She's fine she's (laughs) She's great throwing the biggest tantrums it's so it's crazy as soon as she turned two like last week bang and these tantrums just started um so it's it's stressful adds a layer of stress it adds a layer of stress to the relationship that i've got my partner lisa she works she's got a a full-time crazy busy job as well so trying to juggle all those things it's the the modern world is bloody hard times which i think is really cool for for you to ask that question scotty and and answer the way you have like which is obviously the way you live your life is because whenever we like for instance we've got you in here and we're talking about sip instant we're talking about the ultras that you guys are doing like everything's in a, in a good balance, but usually when, like we only really hear of things 
that are going well. Yeah, you know, you, if you ever see, reel. yes, exactly. Yeah. Like if you see things on Instagram, it's a good photo. You see yeah. a premiere; it's of someone that's done already done the the film that they've done, or yeah. a magazine Correct. cover, whatever it is. We don't see the hours and hours of time that have been put into it. We don't see the down days where where the business idea might not have gone the way you wanted it to be. Or like you just said, you know, there's there's times where you want to be spending time with your family. There's speak to me at this time in the morning. It's like it's it's not all peaches and cream. It's not all going to be like bright lights and all that kind of stuff. So 100%. I guess for, for our listeners, what advice would you have for those that are beginning, you know, trying to trying to change their lives for the better or trying to get their shit together? Like we've all straight off our own yeah. path. You know what I mean? Like, so would you have any advice? Like, again, you got, like, you've got so much great stuff happening, but it's really cool for you to open up like that and just go, look, you know, it, it, it takes continuous maintenance every single day to stay on track. It's a, that is, well, that's pretty much the advice that oh, I was okay. going to give. Continu- <laughs> continuous <laughs> maintenance. <laughs> 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 you literally took it out of my, my mouth though. Um, it is continuous and, you, and you're going to have the shitty days and sometimes it just takes a big, breath you know take take suck it up and take a big breath and go i've got to keep going here and um it 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 gets it gets tough and there's there's days where you just you don't you can't be bothered to get up you don't want to train whatever your goal is you might be starting a business you need to put in the hours but if you've got the passion for the business and the drive that generally for me it's come quite naturally and easy because it's your own you're building it you're growing it for me the hard part was the training like getting up and and it's pissing down with rain and you've got to go for a run you're like fuck this sucks yeah but it's just what you do and you just got to get up and and, and get moving and it's it's it sounds cliche but Dylan it was just... looking at me like that like he knew i wasn't training properly he's like two weeks just got to get <laughs> up and train two more <laughs> weeks though, two more weeks mate lesson two <laughs> yeah. um but you know what like mate it's it's when you say it's cliche it's cliche for a reason yeah, hundred percent. It is. It is cliche for reasons because it's what you got to do, um, and it, de- it it depends on what someone's goal is. I, it's it really depends. I, I just finished listening to David Goggins' audio book, and it what's it, what's he saying? Callousing the mind. It's so true. So, You've just got to get up and do it. And and I don't want to keep raving about how epic Red Bull is, um, <laughs> Red Bull Defiance, but that changed my life because it took me to places that were so dark and deep. And I didn't think I was going to finish that race. And the hardest, the darkest, hardest part for me was the night after the day, after day one. I was in, I'd never been in so much pain in my whole entire life. Like my body was shut down. Like I couldn't, couldn't walk. Like I was just limping around and I was getting, almost having a, a, a physical panic attack of how the hell am I going to get up in the morning and do another full day of endurance racing. Well, mountain biking, running, yeah. So just to kayaking. talk, I guess, talk you through it. The first day was 10K uh, whitewater, whitewater raft, then a 21K run. That doesn't, the 21K run was Uphill through absolute the bush. brutality. <laughs> yeah. like, like, you know, wading through like streams, Not even a track at bush. some point. You had to wear these things like sh- pretty much shin guards so the little vines weren't cutting you. It was just brutality. And it was, it was generally like a... Uh, and in, uh, you know, an incline the whole the whole time. Yeah, and then a, and then followed by a fifty two k bush uh, mountain, bike. mountain bike ride. Yeah. yeah, 
It, the mountain bike track was insane. I've blocked it out. I can't even remember what they call those oh. things. Mountain bikes. <laughs> <laughs> bikes. It's bikes. a repressed it's memory now. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get you on. I've got some training wheels at the front. And that, yeah. <laughs> and that was day one. That was day and one. then wow. day two was a, I don't know, 572k kayak. It was, <laughs> it was probably, I think it was 16k. <laughs> I think we we, <laughs> we kayaked around Australia, didn't we? Yeah, yeah <laughs> something like that. Um, with another like 20k mountain bike ride. Yeah. An 11k run and then a 7k soft sand run as well. Oh, it, it was, was it was brutal. It, was it's, it took it took yeah. me to places that I'd never been before. And when you're in those places, what's going through, like both you fellas, what's going through your minds when you're telling yourself to keep going? What's going through your minds? You just want you literally. There was a couple of points where I, I almost started crying, like just physically crying, because it was just it was just I was just done, and I was and but you got to you know you got to keep going, and so somehow you just put that one foot in front of the other, right. and you just you just put the next one in and the next one, and it somehow gets a little bit easy. So for me, the the morning of the of day two, I was still the same, but the, in the night it was just like I felt like a little kid again, and I you know when you got something really scary when you're a little kid, like a dentist appointment, mm. or it, it was like that really I was really really scared for the next day, but soon as we started boom, my body came back wow. and I just took off and I actually finished the race and could have kept going. It kind of seems like this This is so physically taxing in every way, shape and form, but it almost seems like the mental battle the is... Mental, the mental battle was almost harder than the physical battle because you're, just, you're, you're telling yourself to stop. You're telling yourself you got to, you, you need to rest. You can't keep going. And your body, your body's shutting down, and you're getting cramps in weird places you've never had cramps before. It was just so hard. And then I'd throw these crazy, like, secret little challenges in halfway through, which I won't, I won't say because there's probably going to be people doing it this year. <laughs> um, I want them to suffer like yeah. I did. <laughs> what was worse is after you've been running through the bush through for two hours, and you're like, "Yes, we're almost there. We have to be like." And then there's like a sign and it's like 10K left. Oh, yeah, <laughs> what? This is oh, a no. 9K run. How is there 10K <laughs> like that left? thing on the old Simpsons episode where Homer's climbing the mountain <laughs> yeah. and he thinks he gets to the top and he looks it's like and twice. Yeah. Oh, come on. Yeah, that's exactly what it was like. I remember those exact moments through the, on the ride. And I spoke to one of the race coordinators the day after because once it's over, you're like, that's the best thing I've ever done. When you're doing it, it's the worst thing you've ever done. <laughs> and I, I was like, I, I went up to all the race coordinators and said, look, I just want to thank you guys. That was the hardest most mentally physically challenging thing i've ever done but i cannot tell you how grateful i am to be a part of it and the race coordinator looks at me and goes did you see the sign that said the highest point well it wasn't was it and he just started laughing <laughs> yeah. and i was like oh, you bastard i yeah. didn't see that but but um to get back to what we we're talking about that has kind of essentially l- let me realize that you can push it that extra bit further and you can you can take it you know, a step further than you thought you could. And again, sounding cliche, it's that it's about callousing your mind and getting getting the most out of out of your body that you, you possibly can. And, and and it's yeah, I think you you are only using about forty percent of your body most of the time. And and do you think like doing stuff like that mentally sort of strengthens you for other aspects of your life? Hundred percent. It's when you're when you're in a shitty time, no matter what, I now draw on that reserve that I that I know that I can get through anything. And it just it kind of gives you a little bit of an energy boost. Mm. It can be a shitty day at the office where I'm like, fuck, I've got to, you know, I've got this problem I've got to deal with or this is an absolute disaster. You know, this business isn't easy. It's hard. It's not all coffee and... Sipping. Yeah, sipping. <laughs> um, so you've you got to get to those points where you just you suck it up. You know you can go get through it. And, and essentially, I guess that's what the advice is, just suck it up and 
take a deep breath and take that next step and you'll, you'll always be able to take that next step yeah. and I, I know you pretty well Dylan like sure do you ever lose your cool like oh. are you ever not cool calm and collected is that <laughs> does that ever happen yeah, for sure. When I'm in the car, I'm, I get massive road rage. <laughs> I do, great. <laughs> and he lives in Byron Bay. Yeah. Imagine yeah. he came to Sydney. Oh, oh, Byron traffic is horrible. <laughs> that one road. Literally yeah. that one, one, one road. road. Yeah, the one road in Byron, the traffic is horrible, all right? You imagine Dill getting on the highway in LA. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, no. You know what? When I'm that's in LA, I've been in LA and I actually don't mind the traffic. To me, that's a novelty. I'm like, oh, look yeah. how many... Look, this look is at the lights. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and generally, I'm not going anywhere important in LA. I'm just, you know, cruising around, so it's fine. Yeah. And so fitness, wise and challenge wise um what's next for for dylan oh you tell me and no what are we doing <laughs> so this is it's weird interviewing you because i know all the answers <laughs> to all these questions so i'm like oh tell me what's next maybe i should just <laughs> set some challenges for you oh, boys yeah. because every time someone throws something <laughs> yeah, out you can't yeah. say no. Well, i won't say no but yeah. i'll tell you what you've got to do it with it so you put a challenge ah. out and, I'll do it with it. and mate one last question that we ask every one of our guests what does strength mean to you that's a really good question. Strength means to me digging into your reserves of your energy. Clearly, I'm not uh, a strong physical person, uh, but mentally, I feel like I'm really strong. So it's all about digging it deep, deep into your reserves when you feel like you've got nothing left. doesn't matter what you're doing in your life. It could be a shitty situation, a shitty relationship, a shitty job. It could be training for something. It could be doing a marathon. It could be doing a bodybuilding comp, a big walk, uh, dealing with a two-year-old that's crying. So Strength to me is digging into your reserves and giving that little bit more when you when you don't think you can. Well Great said. answer. Beautiful. I don't think we've had that one before no, either. No. Unreal. Well, Dylan, mate, thank you so much for your time and for no, joining us on um, the strength sessions. We'll see you out on the trails. Yes, you will. I'll see you guys all turned up on the stage. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, there mate. You guys. Thanks, Eves. Thank you guys for listening and for joining us um, on this latest episode. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. And yeah, can't wait to bring you guys more. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.